Dan Dickow here for an episode of Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Well, we've been talking about it, uh, the timing with early entries to the NBA draft. We've been talking about what some of the deadlines mean. We've also talked a little bit uh, in the past couple of weeks about what the steps are in going through the NBA pre-draft process. And the next big step in the calendar of the NBA draft that Gonzaga's prospects uh, were looking forward to and wanting to know if they were involved or not is getting invited to the NBA draft combine, which will be coming up in a few days uh, in Chicago. It's a chance to put your best foot forward in front of every single NBA front office executive, being it president of player personnel, being it general managers, uh, all of the scouts, most teams that are not currently in the playoffs will also send a contingent of coaches, both head coaches and assistants. Uh, some of the younger coaches uh, on those staffs, maybe in a player development role or a video coordinator type role, uh, will take act an actual on-court uh, on on coaching role themselves because um, many NBA uh, front offices and evaluators also use this as a small opportunity to to evaluate young and up and coming coaches in the area. But don't don't get that mistaken. This is all about the players and the prospects uh, and getting an up close and personal look at those guys. And really how it works is the NBA has made some some tweaks and changes over the years uh, to how best uh, invite the correct guys, how to best structure uh, the few days that they're in front of the these NBA personnel and decision makers. And the biggest thing is if you get invited, that's a positive sign because essentially how you get invited is it's not based off your merits in college. It's not based off of who your agent is, although there's a lot of politicking uh, that goes on both from college coaches as well as from agents, if guys have hired agents, but really it comes down to in NBA front offices, each of them uh, submits a list to the NBA office of who they would like to see in person at the draft combine to go through the couple day event. And what they do in the couple day event, uh, every type of measurement possible, height, weight, body fat, size of, uh, wings, length of wingspan, size of fingers, shoes, uh, you name it, that measurement uh, is taken on these players. Uh, there's psychological uh, and mental evaluations uh, that are taken. Um, the teams or the on-court activities then will also involve speed, agility, strength, uh, testing. We want to see just how quick a player is, maybe in a defensive uh, slide. Uh, they have shuttle run testing. They have vertical testing, both static, stationary, straight up, as well as uh, more of a basketball type of um, vertical leap test where you get a, a one or two steps to, to gather yourself and into it. Um, you've got basketball actual workouts going through shooting drills um, with NBA concepts uh, in NBA terminology used. And then uh, you also will play five on five. Not every player will play five on five in, in the draft combine, um, but it's a great opportunity for, for players to really, who might be on the fence in the eyes of some um, decision makers to make a big leap up in the draft boards. Uh, a 
example would have been years ago when I was in the draft, uh, I did not play in the five on five. They asked me to play in the, in, in the five on five. I said, no. So the NBA actually pulled my invite uh, to the draft combine. I felt like the body of work that I had put together as a senior in regards to being a first team all American uh, and, and the things that I did was enough for them to have seen. I also had 17 pre-draft workouts with different teams so I didn't feel it was wise of me to play in the five on five. Now, there are other guys who kind of come in as potential unknowns that absolutely elevate their draft stock. A great example would have been Jamal Crawford. He's from the Seattle area. He played about 10 or 11 games his freshman year at University of Michigan um, before the NCAA deemed him ineligible. He goes to the NBA combine as a relative unknown. Um, teams had seen a little bit of, of tape, a couple guys had seen him in person early in the season before he was deemed ineligible, but nobody really knew what to expect with him playing at a high, high level. He ended up playing one, maybe two games uh, at the combine and then sitting out the rest of the combine. He elevated his stock so high that I believe he went sixth or seventh in the NBA draft the year that, that he came out. So it can work in both ways. Uh, players and agents do have a little bit of uh, discrepancy in, in how they navigate it, but it's changed a lot from, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, if you get invited, you're going to be involved in, in the combine to a pretty large extent. It's, it's going to be, I don't want to say it's a make or break four or five days, but it's a very important four or five day stretch. If you're kind of on the bubble um, of getting drafted. And I think that's exactly why I drew Timmy, and Andrew Nemhart and Julian Strother have such a big opportunity in front of them. Uh, we've talked about Chet Holmgren at length being a consensus top three pick. Um, you know, he'll be probably in addition to doing that skill work and the testing, he will be meeting face to face, which is the other thing that a lot of times happens uh, during the combine. You will have interviews and you will meet face to face with a lot of these teams just so they can get a better feel of your personality um, and get a little more comfortable um, if they were to go ahead and decide to really have you on their short list of guys they might might want to draft. But the whole thought that I had with this show today was just to discredit a lot of um, thoughts that are out there in regards to Gonzaga doesn't create pros, Gonzaga doesn't play anybody, Gonzaga um, you know, isn't going to prepare you for the NBA. And as I looked through this list of players that were invited to the NBA pre-draft, there's four Gonzaga guys that we've talked at length throughout uh, you know, the last four weeks and what the process is going to look like. And that's Chet Holmgren, Drew Timmy, Julian Strother, and Andrew Nemhart. They've got the opportunity to put their best foot forward um, and open some eyes. But I wanted to talk about the disputing that kind of uh, – conversational piece that a lot of people uses in regards to who Gonzaga plays. And I wanted to kind of just go through the list of players that are on this list. There's between 55 and 60 players that are invited to the draft combine. Um, now some may withdraw their name and go back to school if they've hired a correct NCAA and NBA certified agent. But, you know, for the most part, if, if you're at this combine, there's a lot of interest in you. And I would imagine and expect guys to stay uh, in the draft. But when you look at Gonzaga's opponents and who they have played throughout the course of this past regular season, now this doesn't go back and, and look at the last two or three years because we could have added a couple more players um, off of this list um, for opponents. 
but when you look at the players that are at the pre-draft combine that Gonzaga has played against, it's a who's who list. Paulo Bancaro from Duke, J.D. Davison from Alabama, Jalen Duran from Memphis, Keon Ellis from Alabama, A.J. Griffin from Duke, Johnny Juzang from UCLA, Trevor Keels from Duke, Josh Minot from Memphis, Wendell Moore Jr. from Duke, Peyton Watson from UCLA, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, and Mark Williams for Duke. I mean, you look at that right now, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 players that Gonzaga went up against just this last season. So um, you're talking, again, about debunking that talking point that Gonzaga doesn't play anybody. They're playing the best of the best every single year. The other interesting name that, that came up that was invited uh, to the draft combine was a Gonzaga commit uh, two seasons ago before he decided to go to the G League elite or excuse me, G League Ignite route. And that would have been Fan Bo Zhang, uh, the Chinese prospect that Tommy Lloyd had a commitment from. Uh, he decided to not go to Gonzaga, decided to do the G League Ignite route. So that would have possibly made it five Gonzaga players um, in the NBA draft combine. The other thing to kind of discredit is the having to go the Pac-12 route versus the WCC and the Gonzaga route. There are five players, six, if you include Fan Bozang, that are tied in with a West Coast Conference program. The four from Gonzaga that I've mentioned, and then Santa Clara's Jalen Williams, who um, I was excited to see him on the list because I do think he's a pro um, for the league. I would love for him to come back one more year because I think he would uh, lead the league in scoring. He would really elevate Santa Clara's game. It would continue to help the, the league get better. But um, looking at the Pac-12, Okay, we, we talked about the two UCLA guys that Gonzaga played against this year, Johnny Juzang and Peyton Watson. Peyton Watson's on this list just be, due to potential. He only averaged about three and a half, four points a game. Really wasn't able to crack the rotation for Mick Cronin and, and play impactful minutes. I think his, his, he's here because of his long-term potential. Um, but then there's three players from Arizona, ben, ben Matherin, who I think will be a top 10 pick. Christian Coloco, who's probably late first uh, to, to second round, um, his strengths are, are interior presence in, in rim protection. Um, so that's what he's kind of, you know, wanting to show this week or in the upcoming days at the combine. And then Dale and Terry, uh, you know, of unbelievably versatile wing with good size and length, um, also from Arizona. And then the sixth PAC 12 player, uh, freshman Harrison Ingram. Um, I don't see, how he fits on an NBA roster right now. He's an undersized four. I don't think he shoots it well enough or is quick enough to be the three, um, but he is a very skilled and very talented player. Um, so the, you look at that, Pac-12 only has six. You look at another great conference on the West Coast, the Mountain West, they have two guys that are in the NBA combine, and that would be David Roddy from Colorado State, an undersized four that will have to prove that he can probably play at the three in my estimation. That's why um, a guy like that would have an invite is to test him at that three position. I'm pretty sure that's the same way that, uh, that NBA executives are, are wanting to see Harrison Ingram, put them in outside of the box of what they do in the college game, put them in an NBA setting where they would really play and, and see how they can perform. And then the other one would out of the mountain West would be Orlando Robinson, uh, from Fresno State, a talented seven-footer who can score on the low block and shoot a little bit from the outside. But that shows you, uh, again, you know, the, the fact that 
as I started the conversation, is Gonzaga produces the opportunity for guys uh, to get long, legitimate opportunities to play at the next level. And I think that's going to continue uh, to trend in that direction. For, for many years, um, the, 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 the conversational piece for a lot of people was, Gonzaga doesn't play anybody. Gonzaga doesn't produce pros. Well, if you're looking at this now and you're a young kid that is wanting to get to the NBA or have a legitimate chance, you got to consider Gonzaga because four players are in this pre-draft combine. A number of players they competed against throughout the season. They stack up with anybody in the country in regards to producing pros in this year's draft. The only other team that has the only other school that has four at the draft combine, that would be Duke. Pretty good comparison. For Gonzaga Nation SI, I'm your host, Dan Dickow, on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Like, subscribe, review, whether it's uh, wherever you get your podcasts or you're listening to this and watching this on YouTube. Take care. Have a great day.